my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 369 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. We are in the holiday spirit. It is movie mania. Let's listen to the trailer. Grandpa, I want the truth about Christmas. If it's the truth you want, then it's the scary truth you're going to have. According to the Book of Claus, Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet and was forced to spread Christmas cheer. But now, all bets are off. Santa? Yes, there is a Santa Claus. Not a myth or a legend. He's real. Only he's not bearing gifts and presents anymore. Christmas can sure scare the dickens out of people. He's scary yet educational. I'm just trying to spread a little yuletide fear. Are you saying Santa is offing everyone who's naughty and nice? Oh my God! Nicholas shot him! You shot Santa? <laughs> This holiday season. Lock your doors. Bolt the windows. Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Everyone stand back. Things are about to get a little messy. And block the chimney. Cause naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa's sleigh. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you. I hate children. All right, if you haven't figured it out, it is Santa's sleigh starring WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. And as always, my guest co-host this week is Chad Smart. Chad, welcome to the show. And, uh, Welcome to Movie Mania, and I'm excited to talk about this one because this is one film that I don't think either one of us had seen prior to uh, this podcast. Uh, that is true, but first, we got to go back. You just said this is episode 369, so I have to say, nice. 
<laughs> you know, I think you were on episode 269 as well and, and oh. did the same thing. I'll have to go back and look, though. But I, I do remember uh, this conversation at some point uh, on one of these podcasts. So, hmm. um, and, and since b- before we get too deep into the, the movie mania, I do want to mention Stride Pro Wrestling. Um, over the weekend, we had a show called Hostile Holiday. Uh, check it out on YouTube later this week if you're listening. And as, as the show is, is being recorded and drops on Monday morning, I will be delivering 252 wrestling action figures and, you know, play sets, toys, whatever you want to call them. Because some of them are like the uh, uh, costumes for Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins, which is pretty neat as well. Um, but 252, we exceeded our goal by a couple, which means Hunter Woodworth who you heard from last week is going to lose his hair at the January 8th stride pro wrestling show. Um, it's going to be a good time. And thank you to everyone, including you, Chad, for donating and making a difference in the lives of kids right here in Southern Illinois. This is obviously a very much smaller scale of the uh, major wrestling figure podcast toy drive. I believe they collected about 6,500 toys. So we got a long way to go before we get there, but we don't have near the, the following, but uh, again, appreciative to everyone who participated this year. So thank you. That, that's an impressive number. I, you know, I, I wonder how many of those 252 are people that are still employed by WWE at this point. Um, that's a, that's a low cheap shot I'm taking at WWE's expense, but I wonder, did you get many AEW wrestling figures? You know what? There were two surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there might be more, but you know, here's the thing with the, with the action figure drive is, um, uh, Action figures are not cheap, no. uh, you know. The and the AEW ones, I think, are between what sixteen and twenty bucks. Like, I, I don't feel like they have a basic line like WWE does. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can pick up basics, and we got a lot of Charlotte Flares, surprisingly, um, and those are like nine ninety five at Walmart right now. And then, uh, you know, there were a handful that came from um, uh, Five Below, which they have, you know, those costumes that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Those are just five bucks. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is not a, a uh, cheap toy drive by any means. So when, when people do buy the figures, you know, especially if they're buying the elites, which we got a lot of elites, which is awesome as well. And then um, uh, the AEW figures, we got a Jungle Boy and a Miro. Um, hmm. So I am appreciative. I'm not sure who brought those, but uh, I'm appreciative nonetheless. And uh, start thinking about next year and maybe we up the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably not going to go much beyond 250 because, uh, and I got to give Denny Howell a shout out. He donated, I think, 130 of those toys. So uh, thank you to him as well for uh, being a big part of this. So, and again, thank you to Chad uh, for not only donating, but always helping me keep the uh, My One Two Three Cents prize closet stocked. And we'll be giving away uh, some cool swag too uh, later this week. So be sure to check out uh, the Facebook page for all of those details as well. So. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. It's a good time to, to give. And I know that there's a lot going on this time of year, and especially here in, in this region specifically, uh, several deadly catastrophic tornadoes touching down on Friday night and uh, a lot of uh, recovery efforts and, and a lot of efforts going into helping those folks as well. So those who did donate to, you know, a toy drive for wrestling figures, it seems kind of minuscule in the grand scope of things, but uh Thank you again to everyone. And, and Toys for Tots here in Carter, Carbondale, Illinois, uh, distributes toys to children in five different counties in Southern Illinois. So uh, it is going to make a difference right here at home. So again, thank you uh, 
to those who did donate. So Chad, were you worried at all uh, going into this? We, we let listeners vote on which Christmas film we were going to watch. Um, you know, we had, uh, uh, I think it was Christmas Bounty or the other Ms. movie. I don't remember what, what the other Ms. movie I think it's called was. Santa's Little Helper or something Santa's like that. Little, it, yeah, it was Santa's Little Helper. So we had Santa's Little Helper, Santa with Muscles, Santa's Slay, and then the Mick Foley film, I Am Santa Claus. Um, so now I can say I've seen four, three of those four films, but uh, were you worried at all with Santa Slay uh, winning this competition? Because we, we've seen Santa with Muscles, and spoiler alert, we were not impressed. <laughs> no, I... I'm glad that we didn't watch Santa with the Muscles just because, like you said, we've seen it. Um, I've actually, I believe, seen, no, I've seen Christmas Bounty. I haven't seen Santa's Little Helper, I don't believe. Um, I was afraid that would win because it wasn't streaming anywhere and we'd mm. like, have to figure out how to watch it. Yes. And then uh, the Mick Foley Christmas one, I have not watched, but I did see Mick Foley when his book St. Mick came out and I got to hear him speak. And, um, and I mean, I nothing against Mick Foley, but I don't know, a documentary about Santa Claus, just, uh, I, I think Santa's sleigh was probably the best option out yeah. of those for a movie to discuss on this podcast. And uh, yeah, it did not disappoint. I, you know, and, and I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but to me, when I first looked and found it on Peacock, where mm -hmm. it is streaming, so if you have Peacock, and I think it's streaming on one other free app mm -hmm. um, on the Roku, I don't remember which. which I believe Tubi. It, yeah, I think you're right. It is too. Um, I was excited to see that it was just uh, 78 minutes. And we've talked before about movies being too long and that sweet spot usually being um, around 90 minutes. And this is, it falls far under that. However, I will make one little nitpick about the shortened length of the film. And I feel like there was a point where there could have been a little more added to let me know a little bit more about the story or at least doing it a little sooner. And I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Well, as we were talking before we started recording, if you take the credits off of this film, this movie clocks in at a whopping 71 minutes. And uh, it's a kind of a long 71 minutes. And I think part of that is, you know, Goldberg or Santa Claus doesn't have that many lines. He just kind of shows up, kills people, moves on. And uh, I don't know if that's a... You know, testament to how they felt about Goldberg's acting abilities or uh, what, but I, I, I felt like you could have added more to the Santa character. Yeah. And, and then the main character itself is just kind of, uh, just kind of there. What, what surprised me is when I started watching the movie and it starts with this Christmas you yeah. know, celebration dinner and it's like James Caan, Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, Rebecca Gayhart, a couple other people. And then spoiler if you're listening to this but yeah santa just comes in and murders all of them in the first five minutes and then you know i think beyond that the um out of the rest of the cast that you see for the movie the only person that i recognized uh was robert cole but i i wouldn't have recognized him i know the name oh but i believe it's uh I'm dave look it oh, you're right dave thomas is there uh, I forgot about him. He has a small role. It's, but no, it's the uh, actress that plays the like best friend or um, girlfriend of the main character, and it's Emil De Raven. 
Okay. I, I, I did not recognize her. What is she from? What would we have known her from? I believe she was on Lost. Oh, gotcha. I okay. I watched yes. Lost. Um, yeah, and then the owner of the deli is a guy by the name of Saul Rubinek, yes. who is one of uh, those guys that you know. And I guess he was on Seinfeld, so a lot of people uh, probably... I think, he was on, I think he was on Frasier. Okay. I think he played um, Daphne's fiancé before she hooked up with Niles. Um, okay. Uh, he's just one of those names that I know the name, but yeah, yeah if, I, if I saw him, I'd be like, oh, that guy, but I couldn't tell you what I know him from. So you don't remember Robert Culp from Greatest American Hero? Uh, again, I know the name, but no, I would not oh, wow. with that. See, I, I, I mean, I only know William Catt from Greatest American Hero. I, I know the theme song, uh, which we did do on my podcast, Wonder Why, but I don't know. I never watched the show, actually. Oh, was, okay. Well, then that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and then Dave Thomas, of course, from not Wendy's fame, but uh, the other mm-hmm. Dave Thomas from the McKinsey Brothers. This, um, yeah. Yeah, from SCTV and Strange Brew, and um, he had kind of uh, Grace Under Fire, I believe, in the 90s. Yes, on, Grace Under yeah. Fire, that is right. So, yeah, w- like you said, when when the movie actually started, I thought I was watching the wrong film, because I didn't... <laughs> He's like, why are all these stars in this film? Yeah, I, I didn't do any research beforehand to see who's in it, so mm-hmm. um, I just watched it, you know, pretty much cold, and, you know, I see James Caan, and like you said, Fran Drescher, and I'm like... I thought I was watching the wrong movie and I even pushed the button on the, on the remote to make sure. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Um, and that, and that little sequence, if you will, kind of reminded me of scream, how it starts off with Drew Barrymore as this, you know, and you're like, wow, Drew Barrymore, you know, and I think Drew Barrymore is even on the poster uh, mm-hmm. of scream. So, and then she's dead in the first, you know, three minutes of the movie and you're like, what the hell? And, and very, very similar vibe, I guess. Uh, but we established very quickly that Santa Claus is not uh, who we think he's going to be. And he's, he's, you know, I guess with the title, though, Santa Slay, spelled S-L-A-Y, by the way, uh, we know that he's going to be up to no good. And I wish it, it takes a little time, I think, for us to get the reasoning behind all that, uh, other than you get this, uh, you know, murderous Santa Claus. But I will say this as well, and, and tell me if you, if you agree or not. And I think you've talked about this film before. Um, or you know what? Our buddy Travis Yates, I believe, talked about it on his podcast, uh, Still Up All Night. This movie puts off a Toxic Avenger vibe as far as the, you know, yeah, it's a slasher film, but it, the fashion in which the deaths happen, it's not as gory and gruesome as like a, a Friday the 13th or a Halloween um, I, I don't know if, if you got that vibe from it or not. Yeah, it's definitely a low budget type situation. So it's not uh, overly gory. Uh, it's kind of clever in some of the mm-hmm. scenes, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just an interesting film in that, um, you know, you take, and I, I mean, you're taking the, the image of Santa that we're all accustomed to and flipping it on its head. Although, I mean, you could argue it's been done before with Silent Night, Deadly Night, although I believe that was just a guy dressed up as Santa, whereas this is supposedly the actual Santa, and they're kind of redoing the story mythos of who Santa is. Um, And I think, yeah, I mean, when they tell the story in the movie of of why Santa is doing this or, you know, how it came to be, it's... uh, 
it was interesting and odd and and fuddling at the same time because it kind of goes into a animated yeah. you know, story you know it's kind of like a, the old rudolph uh, the red-nosed reindeer type thing of like yeah. telling the story and uh you know i i just think the best part of that whole story is that it's all because of curling so yeah, which, exactly. you know the national pastime of canada yeah and you know it, some other notes about Santa Claus in this form is, uh, you know, he doesn't have the sleigh with the eight tiny reindeer. Instead, it's a, uh, looks like a buffalo type creature mm-hmm. to me. I, I, I guess he's a little bigger and stronger than a typical buffalo would be. But, um, you know, it was, it was interesting to see kind of that part of it as well, because at one point I'm like, okay, is this really santa claus or is this somebody that is is you know uh, but then when they finally get into the story of of what happened and i'd say it's Mm -hmm. probably almost halfway through the movie before they kind of unveil or reveal why santa claus is killing people um and like you said you know the dialogue of santa played of course again by bill goldberg who um, i don't think is lost on the fact that he is jewish um well, everybody in the movie is Jew. All the actors are Jewish. Yeah. Was that done on purpose, do you think? Or yeah. is that a rip? According to the trivia section, yes. That was yeah. intentional to have all Jewish people celebrating Christmas. But yeah, I, I was just watching a video review uh, of Santa Slade before we started recording. And, and they talked about how, you know, the, going with, with the Goldberg character, the Santa Claus character, is like when he kills people, you don't get those one-liners that we're kind of accustomed to now in horror films. Like he just grunts and kills people and then moves on. And yeah. So I think that's, you know, I, I, I think as we kind of mentioned, like Santa needed a little bit more personality in a sense, but well, again, it is Goldberg too. And I was going to say that's, that's not too far off of, of the Goldberg character, mm-hmm. uh, which brings me to this question for you. You know, I, I like to kind of recast these movies if they don't, uh, you know, if the, the starring role is not uh, the wrestler. And, and, you know, obviously we are reviewing movies for Movie Mania that have some sort of wrestling uh, theme to it or are a wrestling personality involved with it. Um, our big three that we always kind of go back to is uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course. Um, John Cena or Batista, uh, you know, anybody, any of those three or any other wrestlers that you think, and let's take the Jewish factor out of it. Cause I don't know that Colt Cabana, uh, would have been good at this, but, um, uh, do you see anyone else uh, kind of stepping into this role, uh, of the evil Santa Claus? Because it's not, uh, it's not your Holly jolly Santa by any means. Yeah. I think Colt would have brought more personality. Yeah, yeah for sure. definitely. Uh, you know, I, I obviously your first reaction is going to be Mick Foley because, you know, his love of Santa Claus. Although, would he want to be an evil Santa? You yeah. know, or would that go against his moral fiber? Um, I, you know, I'm going to throw in because we we he was on the list of potential um, stars of films that we would watch this time. I I, I could see the Miz playing Santa. And being a little bit more personal, but I think, you know, I think for Santa Slay, I think it was just, you wanted a big, you know, 
imposing figure to just to come in and wreak havoc. So obviously the natural uh, choice I'm going to go with if we recast this is Great Khali. Oh, Lord. Um, I, you know, I was going to say Batista because he does also kind of have that Goldberg vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think he has a, a bit more personality, though, and he is, uh, you know, because even though they don't really, you know, because they, they make a reference to him being, uh, you know, tubby or, you know, gaining mm-hmm. weight or whatever, but then there there are, is at least one scene where he's not wearing his his coat, and mm-hmm. you can see that he's kind of jacked, so... Um, I don't, you know, John Cena and The Rock, I think with their other movie roles, they're usually, you know, they don't uh, play the quote unquote heel. They're always Mm. like the good guy, I guess. And whereas I could see Batista being that villain, you know, whether it's in a, 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 because I believe he was a Bond villain too. So Mm -hmm. I could see him, him playing the villain a little better, but The Miz would be an interesting choice too. And and I, you know, was it done by design to have Santa kind of a man of few words, or was it because they knew they were somewhat limited with Goldberg and, and his uh, acting chops? Because I, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, this was probably his first. I don't know that it's his only movie. I know he's just done some appearances on the Goldberg's TV show as well as uh, the spinoff, which is I'm drawing a blank on what that was at the moment. Uh, teacher teaching schooled. That's what it was. Okay. Schooled. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised. I looked up Goldberg's um, acting resume and I thought he had done more films, but he, you know, nothing that I had heard that I can recall offhand other than the Goldbergs and the schooled appearances. So um, I'm like, what did did he do for all that time off between, you know, coming back and having main event matches? Yeah. And and we should note this, this film was made right after he left WWE the first time in 2004. Uh, it was released on uh, December 20th, 2005. And I didn't look, I, I guess I didn't pay attention. Was this a direct to DVD or did this actually show up in, in on screens? Yeah. I, I, no, I believe so because I looked at, well, according to the box office Mojo website, uh, this movie only grossed like, I, I believe it was around $6,000. And that was in the, uh, mid, in the Middle East was the only theatrical reporting. So I think this was probably a straight to video. Um, Yeah. Because this would have been long before streaming was an option. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking at Goldberg's um, uh, IMDb page again, again, he's mainly just has a lot of television appearances. And, well, he was in a movie, I guess, called American Satan, which I don't know why he's so obsessed with Satan and Santa. But. Uh, yeah, that's about about it. So, um, another know. wrestling personality is apparently in this film too. That uh, before we started recording, we talked about briefly, uh, and neither one of us noticed. Uncredited, Vince Russo. There is a scene uh, that involves a strip club, and there are boobies. So, if you <laughs> are watching this with the kids, this is probably not a movie to watch with the kids. Uh, I, again, the violence isn't. It's violent, but it's not like uh, that really gory, over-the-top violence. Mm. But again, I don't know that a, a kid should probably watch this. There is some language, as, as of course, as well. But uh, there's uh, some women at the strip club that we see. Uh, but we see Vince Russo, or apparently see him. I don't recall seeing him, but those scenes went by pretty quick. So, uh, Chad, do you remember Russo being a part of this film, or are you surprised that he was in it? 
Uh, I'm surprised that he was in it. Uh, not really, just because I don't, I mean, I, I could see Bruso being in this, I guess, but, um, but I did not see him. Although there was uh, another person that has been on wrestling uh, programming in the strip club as well, which I don't know if you know that story. I don't. Please tell. Uh, so the stripper that is on like the swing that um, Goldberg like grabs onto and then yeah. swings, uh, that is Goldberg's wife. That's and right. That's where Somebody they met. Met his wife. Uh, who? Somebody tweeted me, I believe, and said yeah. that that's where Goldberg met his wife. Okay, yes. I, I uh, wondered who it was. And I believe the story was they were doing that scene, and she took the movie because she thought the star was Jeff Goldblum. And she was like, who is Bill Goldberg? And he's uh-huh. like, that's me. And now they're married and have a kid that gets to be involved in wrestling storylines. Has she been involved with anything on TV? Uh, just showing up, I think, when you know when Goldberg comes back, and they always show his kid and his wife in the audience. Because, wow, that's yeah. interesting. I, I I didn't realize until, and I and now I apologize. Whoever pointed out the fact that he met his wife on that set, I forgot that uh, that was a thing too. Yeah, very interesting. So yeah, yeah. And then there's one other, I guess, cameo um, that ties into wrestling as well. Oh, do tell. I guess. The gas station attendant. Oh yeah, of course. God, how did I forget about <laughs> this? Yes, Zeus, which I thought he was going to play a bigger role yeah. in this movie. Uh, when when you see that character, and I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, but then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Is he listening? Yeah. I'm the on because I'm just looking at the IMDb page, yeah. and I I watched this several nights ago, and I I forgot that he was. Uh, yeah, Tom Lister, of course. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, I, I would have thought he would have been more involved, uh, you know, had more scenes. But then I, I think that's one of the disjointedness of this film is like people just kind of show up and then disappear. And then when you get to the climax, you bring in all these characters that you've never seen in the movie, you know, to help, you know, take out Santa's sleigh. And it's like, um, yeah. It, it, so. I don't know. I would be curious. Again, the movie's only 71 minutes, so I would be curious to see what the original script was to see how long it was because they, they you know, common um, conversion is one page of script to a one minute of film, and a 71-minute script is very short for, for a feature film. So I'd be curious to see if there was anything cut out uh, that gave more depth. Maybe we need a Criterion exclusive director's cut with full-length feature commentary. There you go. Well, what do you know? Do you know much about, because uh, you're kind of the movie guru, do you know much about the guy that wrote and, and directed this, which I believe is the same person, uh, David Steinman? Uh, the only thing I know, apparently, and I, I only know it because of the video that I was watching before we started recording, is that he was Brett Ratner's assistant. And Brett Ratner, obviously, he directed... Uh, the greatest X-Men movie, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, uh, Tower Heist, um, uh, Red Dragon, and uh, uh, some other films that are escaping me at the moment. But uh, I think he, he, he's one that I, he's not a very um, decent person from what has come out over the last couple of years. 
we'll I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So we always uh, give our movies here a uh, enhancement talent, a mid card status or a main event status. So that's our rating system. Uh, and if anybody has a better idea for rating these films, we're, going to listen to you and, and hear you out, but that's kind of the criteria we have right now. So Chad, where would you put Santa Slay on our scale of, of grading movies? Uh, I would put this as a mid card. Like you said, it, it's watchable. It's a long 70 minutes, as I mentioned, but I, I do think this is a movie that needs to be watched with people. Like, I don't know about you. I watched it by myself and yeah. I, you know, a few weeks ago, I got together with some friends. Uh, we did what we call a Razzie party, where we watch bad movies and then you just talk through them. And we watch yeah. The Taking of Beverly Hills and No Holds Barred with Zeus. And yeah, those movies are made better by being able to joke about them and yeah. whatnot. And I think if, had we been watching Santa Slay with people, I think it would have been more enjoyable and probably would have made the time go by a little quicker. I agree. Um, I I would say mid card, but I would even give it a little bit of a push and maybe say upper mid card because I do think it is one of those that you need to watch, watch it with friends and and have some fun and 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 goof on it. But I did watch it alone as well, and you know I have some friends that I don't know that I would have been able to talk them into doing this one, but he's got a very eclectic taste in movies and and we've watched some humdingers that I can't even remember the titles of, but one of them, which you may probably have in your collection and watch it on a regular basis, the pirate movie uh, with Christy McNichol and uh, uh, Christopher Atkins. Yes. Uh, I have a friend who has that on DVD. Yes. Yeah. And that was the last time I watched it. Yeah. I saw that movie in the theater, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, Santa Slay kind of in that cult of, uh, you know, obscure movies. Uh, again, I, I, it puts off to me, at least with the, the, the killings, a uh, uh, toxic Avenger vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some scenes that are, you know, you, you, you do kind of chuckle at, even though th there is death involved or, you know, seemingly death involved, but uh, I don't want to give away too much, even though it's a 15 year old movie at this point, but uh, highly recommend uh, checking it out and letting us know what you think about it. Uh, anything else on Santa Slay, Chad, that you want to get out there? Uh, well, I'll do a little cross promotion. You know, I do another podcast called Out of Touchstone. Sure. Where we're looking through the history of Touchstone films. And in the movie, Ernest Saves Christmas, there is a movie within the movie um, that they're shooting about Santa. And that movie is called Santa's Slay. And it's a horror film and it's, um, the, the guy playing Santa really doesn't want to do it because, you know, that's not what Santa is all about. Um, but yeah, so I found that interesting that they then actually didn't make a movie called Santa Slay. And I'm kind of, uh, you know, uh, impressed that it took that long to make all the yeah. way to 2005 to make a movie called Santa Slay, because that seems like a good play on words that you would have just had, would have come up with some point anyway, but. Yeah. Cause Ernest saves Christmas is what? late 80s early 90s 89 it? i believe yeah. yeah that's what i thought yeah I, I again i thought the idea behind it and the premise mm -hmm. to me maybe not the most original but i definitely mm -hmm. it's not your typical um it's definitely not your typical holiday film 
but it's also not your typical horror film. So I think that's what makes it unique and why I would actually, I, I would watch this again and maybe next year at Christmas, I'll suggest it to uh, some friends and we do what you said and, and do it as kind of a razzy party type of situation and maybe enjoy some beverages while, uh, while watching it makes, makes everything a little bit better. <laughs> So, Chad, you have, like you mentioned, uh, Out of Touchstone and uh, your Wonder Why podcast. Anything mm -hmm. else cool coming up on the horizon? You kind of teased a reunion with Greg Mahochko here at Jittery Monkey. Is that still in the works? Um, yeah, I should probably talk to him and find out because we've not really talked since the first initial talking. You know, it's, it's funny how quickly time, how slow days drag on, but how quickly weeks go by. Oh, I know. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's almost the end of the year. We should probably touch base again but i don't know i hope that comes back interesting but right now it's just a bunch of uh trying to figure out my own personal life and what's going on and finding time and you know trying to work in like three naps a day because <laughs> i don't know for some reason i'm just really tired right now i understand well and you we mentioned jittery monkey and i do want to uh, as we wrap things up but uh, this is kind of an anniversary episode this uh this week this past week, we marked seven years on the Jury Monkey Podcasting Network, and I'm thankful to Greg Mahachko for reaching out to me many, many years ago um, and asking if I'd be interested in doing a wrestling podcast and joining Jittery Monkey, and uh, I think it's turned out to, to be a, a fun time, to say the very least. I know Chad and I, Ch Chad, you're definitely the most frequent guest mm -hmm. on the show, and I appreciate, again, all your input and whatnot, and uh, looking to do some bigger and uh, hopefully better things in 2022. And uh, you will definitely be a part of those conversations and, and hopefully uh, positive cynicism and, and out of touchstone and what you're doing over there continues to grow and develop as well. I hope so. Uh, I hope that we can continue to grow and um, maybe we'll finally get those Patreon subscriptions that we keep teasing, but uh, I would not bet on that. <laughs> but we'll keep joking about it and keep mentioning it until someone actually takes us up and says, please give us the Patreon. Yes. Take my money. Uh, take my yeah. money. All righty. Well, Chad, again, thank you for being a part of the show. Thanks for the donations and uh, thanks for the cool Christmas gifts too. Uh, Chad sent me and I'll post a picture of it. Once I get a frame for it, uh, a Simpsons inspired rest or I guess wrestling inspired Simpsons poster. So uh, it is very, very cool. And of course, the Golden Girl coasters and the Bart Simpson character. So thanks again for that as well. And uh, friends, be sure to uh, stick around. Follow us on social media. He is at Chad Smart over on Twitter. I am at Kevin Huntsberger. And of course, at My123Cents on Instagram and Twitter as well. Friends, thanks for listening. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.